0: All right, true. man. Well, let's uh let's get into it, man. JT, man. There's only two JTs I know, what, you, uh huh, and JT the bigger figure. You know JT the bigger figure? Yeah, the rapper. From, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Uh, that's the only two JTs I know. So if someone says JT, those are the only ones I could uh that come to my yeah. mind, man. Um, What's up, um, man? It's not here. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, well, back to back for you. You know what I mean? ADCC champion. Yeah. That's uh I think that's like one of the highest feats in grappling. Oh yeah. I believe, man, like, you know, there's nobody that who are other, who are the other uh back-to-back champions? How many are there? Uh, you know, off
1: the top of my head, I don't know how many there are back-to-back. I know it's only a handful, but it's like mm-hmm. guys like Gordon Ryan, Marcelo Garcia, um I mean, hey. uh... Yeah, just
0: those two, just those two. It's just like <laughs>
1: what, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. And then, of course, you have Andre Galvao, who's won the super fights back to back. Yeah, but it, that's that's those are the names that come to mind when I when I think about the like, back to back champions in ADCC. Yeah,
0: Andre. Uh, actually got to uh talk with Andre when he came to Korea for uh, oh, one of his that's... seminars for uh, his uh, affiliations out here. Uh, oh, nice. affiliations and uh yeah i think he's the 1st jujitsu practitioner i actually interviewed usually i only, i interview like mostly the fighters you know mma fighters or kickboxers or something like that but he was the first uh yeah very nice guy man uh we got to we got to chat about uh him uh imitating uh steven seagal that video. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I,
1: I, I, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I remember that video. That video was pretty funny. He even had like little pot belly going. It was <laughs> funny. It was pretty funny.
0: Is he, is he like, is he that way when, you know, when he's around his people? Because it seems like he's mostly calm and respectful. And, and, but he, it seems like he likes to joke around because that was pretty funny.
1: He loves to joke around, man. He, he, he definitely is, uh, Someone who likes to get people to laugh. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Always always cracking jokes and making fun of anybody and everybody. So if you're around him, you always got to be prepared to get made
0: fun of a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's a guy, man. He's accomplished so much, especially with ADCC, man. When you look at yourself being only 30 years old and already accomplished so much, do you kind yeah. of set you look at him and kind of like he sets the bar, you know, like I got to like reach that level or surpass that level. Cause you know, it's all about breaking someone else's records
1: for sure. For sure. I mean, being around some, someone like Andre for so many years now, he definitely does inspire you to, you know, keep climbing, keep reaching for, for as much as you can. And to see what he's accomplished is absolutely amazing and to be around it too that's the thing you know to see it from the outside is one thing but to be around him um to be there in the in the same room with him when you're preparing for that big tournament like you know how much he puts into it you see how hard he works for those big tournaments and you know not only that he's also running an academy and coaching other fighters so it's pretty inspiring and motivating so when it when it's you know when was my turn to compete i'm like man he he really set the bar I have no excuses. It's gonna take hard work, but you know he showed me that it's possible and how to do it. So I know what I got to do to make it happen. So it's all about the hard work. But definitely, man, uh, what he's accomplished is probably um, one of the. I think no, it is the greatest Mm -hmm. accomplishment within the ADCC organization. Um, I think it's gonna be very, very hard to break that record. But you know, that's what we're here for to strive for that to to try to hit those goals and and uh that's all we can do. It's just work hard and, and see how far we can take everything.
0: When you look at the the seventies seventy seven kg bracket, you know what I mean? It's like man, it's it's killers. It's just ridiculous yeah. who you have yeah. to go through, who you went through to yeah. get your title. Do you yeah. feel like right now the 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 division or just grappling in general is just so talented the the pool is so so uh the the level is the highest it is it has ever been
1: uh without a doubt man without a doubt hands down um it's definitely at the highest level it's ever been Uh, i think nowadays you're getting uh a whole division full of grapplers who are doing this full-time or full-time um professional athletes working towards this goal of becoming world champion and i think especially for the 77 kilogram division in my opinion it's the toughest division there is um for the re for for the simple reason that i think it's a weight where the 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 competitors still com- still have power but speed too you know it's like that hybrid weight class you know uh, there's still there's still that speed involved and the power involved and technique too at the same time so it's like a hybrid uh, weight class that has all those elements involved in it which makes for a really tough division really tough division
0: who do you think are the guys out there that you keep an eye on you know that are probably at the same level as as yourself it's like the top let's say the top five at the 77 kg can you list some
1: oh uh it's going to have to be the, the, the same guys that were probably top five of this past ADCC. Guys like uh, Wagner, guys like Gary Tonin, uh, guys like Kenato Canuto, Dante Leon, uh, Lucas Lepre. He's always in the mix, too. Um, you know, those, those, those dudes are, I think, some of the top guys in the world right now. Um, and it showed this past ADCC. You know, it showed why they are the top guys. Um so those are the guys I always, you know, I keep my eyes on, but, you know, there, there's always killers popping up everywhere nowadays, you know, all over the world. There's always a, a new up and comer, a new young buck coming up um, or an, an athlete coming over from a different gra- grappling background, like a high level wrestler coming over or a high level judo player or, you know, an accomplished MMA fighter coming over to do more grappling tournaments. So there's always, there's always, always top notch competition to keep my eyes on, but, you know as of right now i'm definitely keeping an eye on those guys who i would say place the top 4 fifth this, this past ADCC um those are the guys who are consistently killing it on the on the grappling scene the
0: the the guys you name you know they have their specialty and yeah. and that's that's one aspect that i that i like about the grappling is that a lot of the guys have their specialty but they're good at everything you know what i mean you have to be yeah. to be at that level yeah. but they have that yeah. little specialty that they have and it makes it interesting when you go into these matchups where, okay, this guy, okay. he's good at the, he's good in the half guard, you know what I mean? Uh, the other guy, he's very good on top, you know? And then you get those guys that, are, that fit perfectly, like the guy that's good from the bottom versus the guy that's good from the top. And then when, you, when they get into those positions, you're like, okay, that makes it exciting. Don't you think, like, pe- like, people that don't know about grappling, they need to be educated to kind of, when they watch it, right? They're not just looking for submissions. They got to look at those positions.
1: 100% man I totally agree um, just like in you know in an MMA fight you're, you're gonna have you know each fighter has what they're really good at of course you have to be well-rounded but you, you know you're gonna have your fighter who's better at striking you're gonna have your fighter who's better at grappling or wrestling or kickboxing so it's the same thing with jiu-jitsu um, you know there's there's um, there's so many different games in jiu-jitsu uh, that it's it's hard to keep track of them. There, there's so many different styles, and that's what makes grappling so interesting, right? Um, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, you know, there's infinite, right? It's infinite positions and and, and and different positions you can go into, which makes it so interesting, man. It just, it, it really is human chess, like they say, right? There's so many different possibilities, different ways you can go about the same thing. Um, but definitely every fighter has their strong suit, and it's interesting to see how they try to apply it when they compete
0: and what they bring new to that match or to that tournament that they go into and you know that's what's interesting too is to watch a, a match up and then be like oh you know that oh shit, like that moment you know like oh he You know, he, you know, he got that sweet. Where did he, you know, where did he learn that from? You know what I mean? Like, how did he get that one? You know what I mean? Like, so it's uh, that's, that's so fun. That's why I like watching the, the, the grappling, um, actually more than the, 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 the kickboxing, to be honest, uh, kickboxing is just very straightforward. I think that, uh, the grappling is more scientific in many different ways. Um, now in grappling, what are the prime years? This is something that I'm very interested in. What are the but, prime years? Do you think you're in the prime years right now? I believe so.
1: I believe so. Um, you know, I, I, I think the prime years for a grappler late twenties until like the mid thirties, you know, I'll say 34, 35, 36, 28 to 36. I think are the prime years for a grappler, for, you know, for a few reasons, you know, um, you're still young enough where your body hasn't taken a beating. Like if you were a boxer or an MMA fighter, you know, you're, it's a little bit different where you're constantly getting punched and kicked. Of course, Jiu Jitsu could be hard in the body at times, but not, not nearly as hard as kickboxing, MMA, um, even wrestling or judo, you know? Um, so, you know, your, your body lasts, a little bit longer which allows you more time in the game and the more time in the game the more you involve your jiu-jitsu techniques the higher level you get your your techniques too and that's why you're seeing the highest level guys being around this age i think there's no secret to it of course you're gonna have some young guys here and there that are unbelievable um but i think the prime years are for for a grappler are from the late 20s to the to that mid 30 range
0: yeah it's, it seems like it's a longer period compared to other combat sports, you know what I mean? Other combat sports, there's a shorter window where they can yeah. just go full blast and be at their best. But grappling, it seems like a little bit longer. Especially, you know, when you gotta look at it, it's also like injuries and you can't be injured during your prime years, you know what I mean? Like, that was shortening real quick.
1: Yeah, it's true, 100%. man.
0: A milestone that you've, you know, accomplished, you know, outside of just competing is like, you know, you opened your own academy essential yep. and then now you have your first affiliate gym talk about that whole process of opening your own place and now actually getting uh, uh, an affiliate you know that's that's yeah. huge for somebody that uh a business owner especially yeah
1: oh yeah yeah it, it's um you know when i when i first started doing jiu as a kid i remember i set th- you know three goals for myself early on the three goals were you know um obtain my black belt become a world champion and open my academy. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I've accomplished those three goals I set out for myself. And now seeing uh, the goal of the academy growing and growing and going to a new level is just absolutely amazing, man. And the cool thing about it um, is that I was able to win two cc world titles back to back while still operating my academy. The first title I won back in 2017 was maybe a few months after I opened the gym. You know, funny story is I actually received the, the invitation to compete at ADCC before the gym was even open. I remember I got the email like, hey, we want you to compete in Finland for the World Championships, can you confirm for your for 77 kilograms. And I remember getting the email and sitting back in the chair and be like, man, I don't know if I can even train properly for this for this tournament, you know, for the World Championships. My gym's not even open yet. I was in a transition period where I just moved from California back to New York. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know, but screw it. Let's, let's do it. We'll see what happens. And I had, I took it, got the gym open. Within a few months, I had ADCC coming up and I trained the hardest I've ever trained. Um, and on top of that, worked the hardest I ever worked, you know, teaching classes from morning to night. I was also the janitor. I was also, I, I did everything, everything. And then training on top of that, strength conditioning, it was a brutal time in my life, but having the academy gave me more purpose. So I think that empowered me and fueled me even further to train harder and push myself even more for the tournament because now it was more than just about myself. I was rep- representing myself, but also my academy and my students now. I wanted to put it on for them and, and carry the flag and carry the torch and and show like, hey, this is what we're about here at essential and uh you know and and, and sure enough i went out there and killed it well won my first adcc shortly after opening my academy and for a while i sat back i'm like man how's that possible and i just came to that conclusion that having the gym motivated me that much more to work that much harder to obtain that goal and and it
0: happened yeah, well, back to back, man. So, uh, you know, back. the proof is in the pudding, man. It's it's right there. No one can deny it. You know, I mean? you did it. You went out there. There's footage. You know, there's evidence. Yeah. It's historical. Um, now, having being a competitor and being a gym owner at the same time, how does it have an impact when you go out and compete to win? Like, if you win, does it bring in more clientele? I always wondered about that.
1: You know, def it definitely helps. It definitely helps to win. And show that you are one of the best in the world, and that your jiu jitsu is top notch and high level. Um, but you know, it definitely takes more than more than just that to be a good gym owner, um, because there's, I mean, there's plenty of you know world champions out there, high level jiu jitsu players that have, you know, I've heard their gyms are not doing so well, or you know they've, you know, they're not the best people person or the best business owner. So it takes more than just that. But without a doubt, it definitely does help to be able to be a champion and, and show your students um, that, hey, the just I'm teaching you guys is high level. But um, it, it helps, man. It helps. And one thing that I, I think also is that it also motivates your students, man. Motivates them. It, it, you inspire them. Like when you go out there and compete, because I've competed and won and I've lost while I have my academy. And... No matter what, you always inspire your students. Always inspire them because they see how much work I put into the competition side. They see when I go out there, I'm going out there and giving it everything I have. So it just motivates them to do that in their everyday life. Whatever it is that they you know, they want to lose weight, they want to get the black belt, they want to compete maybe. But it may, it, it motivates them to work harder, and that just brings joy to me, man. I think that, that's amazing.
0: Do you have any um, young... Prospects or anybody that comes to your academy and says, "Hey, I'm here for JT. Like, I'm 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 here to learn from you, man. I'm I want to be a world champion." Do you have those kids in your uh, uh, academy? Do you have guys that have moved to yeah, your location and learn from you for for that purpose?
1: Yeah, I, I've had I've had and I've had. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll explain that in a second. So I have some kids. I have some young guys that that told me, "Hey." I want to be world champion. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're in my academy grinding right now. You know, they're, you know, I always say, like like I've been saying the last year, in in about three to five years, you guys will be hearing about these guys. You know, it takes time to build up and get to that level. Like I've been explaining to them, it's not something that happens overnight or, you know, happens within a matter of a few months. It takes time. Um, Now I've also had some kids also come over, tell me the same thing and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they find they, when they came to me uh, and told me they want to be world champions I told them okay we're gonna train like world champions then and I pushed them I, I showed them hey this is what we have to do to get to that level that you want to get to and some of them just quit mm-hmm. just quit um, and left you know which is fine it's not for everybody um, that's why in my academy I have a good balance I have a competition program then I have a white belt program, a kids program, and then an advanced class program. Which, you know, those other programs besides the competition are for you know the person who wants to come in, train, get a good workout, learn jiu-jitsu, lose weight, or maybe occasionally compete as well. But for my competition class, that's a whole different beast there. So when those, so when when people come over and tell me they want to be world champions, I put them in that one program. Okay, you're going to the competition class. And some people can handle it, some people can't. Some people have stayed. There's some guys that I have with me that have been with me the last two, three years now. And there's some people who came in and within six months, either they quit, um, they found new, uh, a, a new uh, a way of life, you know, a new uh, life path. Um, some people just quit jiu-jitsu altogether. Um, but yeah, it's not for everybody, but I definitely do have a good uh, handful of kids uh that you guys will be hearing about in about three to five years.
0: Yeah, well if they've been with you for the last two, three years, they're gonna yeah. be with you for the next ten, I believe. That's the
1: plan. That's the plan, man. That's the plan.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see uh what you got brewing over there, you know. You can't hey. you can't let look, you can't let it out too, you know, fast, but it's uh <laughs> it's something that we'll see eventually. It'll be out on, you know, in the on the internet, you know, on the oh, interwebs. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure man you've been to, uh, you've been and trained at many, you know, successful academies in the past, you know, being around, like we mentioned earlier, like Andre and, uh, you know, other, other majors, you know, major, uh, I guess figures in the world of jujitsu and successful gym owners. What have you gotten from them that allowed you to become successful Mm -hmm. in your own academy?
1: Yeah. So that's a really good question. I've, Trained with some of the best coaches in the world, and I've gotten to see how they run their programs, how they um, run their business as well. And I, you know, I think I've taken a little bit of everything that I've seen all across the board from different instructors, and added it to a mix that I've created for myself. Uh, I've taken things that I like, and I've thinking, and I've taken things that I don't like and just pushed them out, and kind of just made a little hybrid style of my own. Um, like, for example, uh, Andrew Gavao. when they train, when he trains and he trains the students, they train hard. You know, a lot of drilling, a lot of specific sparring, um, very professional approach to training. And that's something that I, I, I took and added to my, to my system as well. Um, if you want to be a world champion, if you want to, you know, do X, Y and Z and reach the, the highest level, you have to train like a professional athlete. You can't just show up and train whenever you want to train or train only a few weeks before the tournament. This is a, 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 a lifestyle, a career. 20, you know, champions work all around the clock, you know, 24 hours uh, all year round. So that's one thing I took from, from Andre Gabal. It's it's a full-time thing being a jiu-jitsu player if you want to be a world champion, of course. So, you know, and of course, you know, I've had other coaches in, in the past that um, – I've learned different training systems, different training regimens um, that I've taken some and kind of deleted some and just put it all together and put something together that I like for my students and for myself.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the evolution of the game. You know, you're just part of that evolution of yeah. taking bits yeah. and pieces and adding it to what you feel like is the best aspects of, you know, your game or your your classes or you know whatever and then add it to you know connect combine that and create what you have right okay. now and then most likely in the future you're going to take some things out and you're going to add to other things you know you're yeah. going to see something you know it's all that's what it's about you know and that's what i think well, keeps the students coming back it's i agree that, right it's that
1: I, you gotta um, you gotta evolve. Uh,
0: yeah yeah Now, in the the world of grappling, you know, there's a lot of guys that you face that have transitioned over to mixed martial arts. And when you see that, you know, and and guys being successful, you don't you don't ever get that itch. I asked Andre the same thing, too. (laughs)
1: Um, You know, I've always wanted to uh, give MMA a try. And when I say a try, maybe a fight or two, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've never had the... I never wanted to make it a career. It just it never really was for was for me. I've always enjoyed jiu-jitsu. Like I know a lot of people start jiu-jitsu because they want to fight MMA. I started jiu-jitsu because I I did see it in MMA first. I did watch the UFC. I saw jiu-jitsu through the UFC. But once I started jiu-jitsu, I'm like, I like jiu-jitsu to do jiu-jitsu, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely watching guys like Gary Tone and being successful out there, you know, makes me very happy for him. Um, I'm actually always rooting for the Jiu Jitsu guys when they fight MMA. But I, I just it just it's never been a, a career choice for me. I've always been a fan and I want to remain a fan, but I've always loved jiu-jitsu. and one day I would like to maybe work with MMA fighters for their for their fights, for the for the groundwork. Um you know, that that was something that would that would definitely interest me.
0: Yeah, you do see a a lot of the instructors that have stop competing or or at or at the tail end of their competing uh careers and 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 them being part of major you know mma superstars fight camps and and i think that that's going to be something that's going to continue and and it's going to evolve eventually and you're going to see a lot more guys especially guys that could actually coach and train with the fighter i think that's a huge difference i think that's a big benefit for uh the coach and for the, the fighter.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, so, you know, any MMA fighters watching this at 145, <laughs> 155, 170, 185, you guys want a good grappling coach, you will be willing to get on the mats with you guys. Hit me up.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now uh, Another aspect of uh, guys that transition over is there's become a lot of shit talkers, you know, a lot of, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. the, the the Dylan Dennis is out there that uh, there's two sides to that. You know, there's the side where he's drawing a, the negative attention to himself mostly, but then yeah. he draws a lot of attention to the grappling world at the same time. You know, That's what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on like what he's doing and, and, you know, just all the guys that are out there just kind of screaming from the rooftops.
1: Yeah. Um, I get it. That's, that's, that's where I got to say. I understand it. I, I know why they're doing it. Um, and you know, these guys are making money, you know, they're making money doing what they're doing. Um, but it's just, it, it's just not my style. You know, I just can't see myself doing that. Even though some people have suggested like, yo, JT, you, man, I mean, you're one of the top grapplers. Like you're, you're so quiet on social media. You know, you should you know go out there, call people out, you know, do this, do that. I'm like, oh, it's just not my style, you know, but uh, I do understand why they do it, uh, and like you said, there's there's good, it's, uh, which is good for everybody involved in jiu-jitsu. You know, I guess you know they they enjoy that too. They get a little backstory to the grappling matches. You know, just like an MMA. You know, when there's uh, an MMA fight coming up, there's always like a backstory to it. So same thing in jiu-jitsu. Uh, so I understand why they're doing it. You know, to promote their matches, promote jiu-jitsu in general. So. Like I said, I get it, but just never was never really for me. Not my style, but I know why they're doing it and uh you know I respect it. I respect their hustle.
0: Yeah, um it does make it somewhat fun. You know, I, I, I don't yeah. mind it. Yeah. I like the guys that go out there and that are respectful and they you know they, they are who they are, you know what I mean? Like that's cool, you know, right. that's that's your style, that's that's what you do. Right. And then there's the guys that go out there and say, Hey, I'm gonna say it as much as I can and if I win, I'm gonna say more. If I lose, I'm gonna shut it up and, and move on. You know, just respect right,
1: that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, if you look at uh, MMA right, and, and and grappling, and submission skills, and you say you're a fan, who are the top guys that you 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 watch right now in MMA? Like, you know, that are just. Phenomenal that you see like stuff that the regular fan might not see, but they're just great at the grappling aspects.
1: Uh, you know the first one of the first things that pop in pops into my mind is Khabib. You know, I, you know, especially that I, I like to think that me and Khabib have a similar grappling style, where I like going for the takedown and having real good top control. Seeing him do that and execute it in the cage, along with you know adding strikes to it, is just beautiful to watch, man. I mean, he is—he is a beast, man. He is a beast, and he's a, his grappling is beautiful to watch out there in the cage. Like his control is like no other. Um, of course, then another name that pops into mind is it's Damian Maya. I mean, his, his like you just saw him not too long ago, a few weeks ago, choke out Ben Askren. You know, Ben Askren hit that nice takedown, and right off the takedown, hit a beautiful reversal. I mean, just unbelievable grappling skills, and um, you know, that's another guy I like to watch. And, uh, you know, another grappler, I would have to say that, that, you know, this is the thing too, you get a lot of jiu-jitsu players that go out there and then they try to become boxers or they try to become kickboxers. I'm like, what are you guys doing, you know? (laughs) Um, So I do appreciate the grapplers who, of course, you have to incorporate the strikes and all that, but I appreciate the grapplers who go to MMA and still make grappling their main point uh, of their fight style. So you know, even like Gary Tonin, you know, he's, he he really uses his grappling when he's out there fighting. So that's something I enjoy to watch when he fights. Um, But yeah, I would say those guys are are, are the guys like to watch when they fight MMA, because they really bring that, they really bring the grappling aspect into the fight, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah. Now, for yourself, moving forward, you said you're not stopping anytime soon. I've heard your interviews. Um, What are some of the super fights out there that you want to be involved in, you know, this is this is your time to, you know, call somebody out, but in a respectful way, right?
1: Right. You know, uh, one super fight that I would love to do is uh, a rematch with Kron Gracie in a grappling match. Kron Gracie armlocked me in 2013 in the semi, uh, semi, I think it was semifinals of ADCC um, in Ch- in Beijing, China, right? In 2013, it was a good match up until the submission. I actually felt like i was in control of the match up until he caught me i made a mistake i put my hand on the map inside the closed guard and he took he took the arm lock so i think that's a uh a, a grappling match i would like to run back and i'm sure the fans will love to see that
0: all right man jt man it's uh it's an honor to get you on the show and uh hopefully we get a bunch more in the future. Most Thank likely, you. maybe before the next ADCC, or maybe even the super <laughs> fight that's coming yep. up. Do you have anything scheduled? Not
1: right now. I, I told myself I'm going to take the, the last few bits of 2019 just to, you know, uh, focus on my students, focus on the academy, enjoy the holidays for a little bit. Of course, I'm still training, staying ready. Um, but 2020, I'm looking to come out guns blazing. Man,
0: are you a are you a guy that just goes all out on the during the holidays? Are you you getting that turkey and ham and and going crazy are you doing it
1: no i don't go crazy i do have a little bit of turkey but uh i'm still training um i'm still staying in shape keeping it healthy and staying sharp